Welcome back to Speaking Llama, a Survivor podcast, the U.S. podcast talking about Australian Survivor, named after a very minor moment in season 28 of U.S. Survivor, which makes no sense now that we're talking about Australian Survivor that no one gets. But hey, here we are. This is Speaking Llama, and we are excited to talk about Australian Survivor Week 2. Caleb. Obviously, I'm here with Caleb. Caleb, how are you? Well, right now I'm flabbergasted that you would describe the moment between Tony and Cass where he tells her that she is speaking llama is a minor moment in Survivor U.S. Survivor history when if you are a super fan of U.S. Survivor, you know exactly what that moment is. I, It's a moment. It, it's not a minor moment. You're, this <laughs> is just goes to show, Alex, that you have maybe the worst survivor opinions of all time and why I'm right consistently. Uh, that is 100% false 100% of the time. Now, I'm just letting our Aussie fans know if they didn't know. I'm just letting them in on why we're named Speaking Llama. So, um, barring your frustration and being flabbergasted with me, Caleb, well, I'm always flabbergasted I, with you. <laughs> Do you people hear this? This is what I have to deal with. And, you know, with exit interviews, we're talking basically four times a week, if not more. I We were talking yesterday. We actually are going <laughs> to end our friendship after this season. I, it's hard to end something that never began. Uh, that is... <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Jeez. All right. I was going to ask you how you are, but at this point, I don't care. I'm doing really well. Uh, so it's been a great week for me. Uh, we survived the ice in Texas, and now it is back in the 70s. Uh, and it's going to be a great Speak time. for yourself. It was like the 40s here in Dallas. Well, today, but yesterday was in the 70s. Anyway. Anyways, okay. People love hearing about the weather in Texas. <laughs> it's like you every time you post. So you're like, Alex, how you been, man? How about this weather? Any, what, what are your New Year's <laughs> resolutions? It's like, are we going to talk about Survivor or what? Uh, all right. So, Caleb, we're talking about week two of Australian Survivor, episodes four, five, and six of season eight, Heroes versus Villains. A really fun week, a dynamic week, a very different week than what we saw the first week in the sense of we heard a lot from the Heroes camp, not a lot from the Villains, which is uh, very different than the first week where we heard a lot from the Villains and not from the Heroes. So we're going to go through kind of the big highlights of these three episodes, dive into what's happening on each beach with each tribe, talk through some of the big questions we have, discussion points. We're not going to be able to talk about everything. Um, I'm sorry. If you want to see it all, go back and watch it. I'm not sorry. Listen, no, ain't nobody got time for that. I, uh, we should listen more to what Sarah said. You know, you, you don't have to be a people pleaser. I, I appreciated that. True. So go back and listen to our exit interview with Sarah. We we dropped it last night. She had some great truth about what she learned from Survivor that I think we all, at least I, could could use. So uh, is that okay with you, Caleb? Is it okay? No, nothing's yeah. ever okay with me. That but, people you know. pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So uh, and then we're going to end with our Out What Out Play Out last players, player or moment of the week. All right. So quick little recap. We are episode four. This was the episode that Australian Survivor went rogue, if you will. So we had lots of <laughs> tribe dynamics at the Heroes Camp uh, and ultimately led to 
the heroes winning the reward challenge. And correct me if I'm wrong, Caleb, this was the frozen pizza challenge. This correct? was the frozen pizza challenge. Which I, I love just the bait and switch of these reward challenges of like, you win pizza and then it's frozen. And then the <laughs> next episode, you win a platter of desserts when it's really like a very, you know, each person just gets one dessert. So, Hey, th- that, that, that was a very cool dessert. Uh, like, it, yeah. reward, right. Like I, I love anytime there is an opportunity for social dynamics to show up at play. Yes. And we learned that Sam is not good at understanding social dynamics. Of I don't know. Tribe. He gave himself the piece of bread. That's <laughs> that's true. That was the one right thing he did. He gave his best friend the big chocolate cake and he gave the person on the outs the other smallest item. Yeah, that, that was not great. But, you know, good on him. Mate shit. Uh, and, and so uh, the heroes also throw the immunity challenge, which they are holding on for dear life over the... Uh, over the water which i thought was a really fun team challenge to see and then ultimately we get to tribal council and rogue asks her tribe to vote her out and we see a split vote between rogue and jerry episode five then the heroes once again they win that you know dessert reward challenge and lose the immunity challenge where they go to tribal council and it is looking like it's going to be ben potentially jerry going home and jlp drops a little bomb on them and says hey you're actually voting someone to go to the villains camp for two days if they survive they're coming back to the heroes camp we see a lot of discussion we'll talk about that later in the episode ultimately send jerry over to the villains and then uh who by the way according to rogue is the only hero on the tribe so the irony of those two episodes (laughs) perfect no, uh, no, 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 no. She's also a hero. She was a hero. Oh, right, 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 right. I mean, it, um, who's left in the game? Right, right. right. Yes. Uh, and then episode six, uh, unfortunately, we see the villains lose the challenges. Uh, it is a close call with our uh, immunity challenge. I mean, seconds, right, with that word puzzle. And then we see a lot of George versus Simon, which has really been a theme all week that we've seen in the villains camp. Uh, but Sarah, who is in the middle of those two, ended up, for lack of a better term, getting the shaft and <laughs> went home. So uh, <laughs> Caleb's disappointed in me uh, in my my vernacular. But uh, Sarah went home, unfortunately. Team Alex, uh, very, very sad to see her go. She fought hard. Our current standings, we both have four people left in the game. Caleb has two points because Angelie was the second person to lead the game. First voted out, second lead. Angelie, we still miss you. Think of how much better this season would be if Angelie were still here. Well, who would you replace? I don't know anyone. Well, that's not the game of Survivor, Caleb. You got to vote people out, man. You don't have, they didn't have to vote her out. JLP (laughs) literally gave them the option. (laughs) This is the one time you are correct, Caleb. That is right. They did not have to. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, yeah, Sarah goes home. Fantasy Tribes, you know, I had Sarah. She gave me six points. Angelie gave Caleb two points for being the second person out. Current uh, is two to six with me winning. All right, Caleb, let's take a little trip to hell and back. And we're going to the villains camp. Yeah, All right. Hell and back. Interesting. Okay. Maybe just hell. I don't know. No. Okay. Well, I think it's heaven. But we'll listen, see. have you seen Samoa? It looks beautiful out there. It does. But it. what did JLP say in the first episode? It's... uh. Haunted by torrential 
rain or something like that and wildlife. Listen, JLP, give me a call. I will I will come out there in a heartbeat. Soon. All right. So I want to hear what you are most fascinated by, you know, the dynamics at the villains camp, the players that you are most excited for, Caleb, over at the villains camp. But my very first question for you. Yeah. What the hell does Simon have? (laughs) (laughs) Because to be fair, so shout out to the many people who messaged us after our episode and said, you guys are idiots. It's not an idol because we said it was an idol all episode and based yep. our entire strategic conversation yep. that it was an idol. What's funny about that is we hopped off our uh, recap episode, immediately hopped in to the call with Mimi, our exit interview. Go check that out if you haven't on YouTube and on all podcast platforms. Quick plug, subscribe and like. But I mentioned the idol and she just goes, is it? And I looked at her and went, is it? And then we realized afterwards, Caleb and I talked and we both kind of had a suspicion that it wasn't an idol. And we both thought we saw something that indicated it wasn't an idol. And we just didn't say anything. And we just went with it that it was an idol. So we were so excited to see and nervous to see Simon with a potential idol in his pocket. Yes. Blinded by. Which which we can empathize with him also think it's it's an idol right because we were so excited and so uh we get that we know it's not an idol we're not complete i just i i want to know what it is um it is keeping me up at night but uh that's not untrue but um the uh, yeah maybe it's an idol nullifier like like in terms of u.s survivor it has that shape of it's a circle um Flat service so, on the back. Right. Yeah. It's so weird that there is no note that we haven't seen any kind of indication of what it might be. Yeah. It honestly makes me think that it is not an advantage at all. That it is going to be a like a, a curse or a uh, like something that's like bad or negative. Or I, I could see maybe that jlp and a tribal council or at a tribe swap or at the merge is going to go if you have this thing you can come forward and you get x y and z and it's going to give simon the opportunity to make a choice of do i reveal that i have this whatever it is uh or do i not reveal it but at this point like (laughs) we don't know what it is at all i hope simon has figured out that maybe it's not an idol and he shouldn't bank on it but we'll see we'll see yeah, and Caleb, that was my exact thought, which you may have also thought of that, but I also told you this last week that it was my thought. But it's that idea of that JLP is going to ask at some point, hey, did anyone find this in the cookie jar? This is what this means. And I, I, I knew we had an, a non-elimination episode coming up. And so I kind of thought that may factor into the non-elimination of if mm-hmm. the villains lose, JLP says, hey, you know, I need to know who has this, period. Yeah. Uh, you guys finished the cookie jar. Someone has this. I need to know. You are now making a decision. You are dividing the tribes. Or, you know, you're picking three people to go to a third camp or something like that. Um, I just don't love that there's no note to it. It feels unfair at that point to to not Survivor know is, is not fair. Survivor well, should not be. Fair. Uh, to, to, like, to be fair to Survivor is that uh, anytime there's something unusual, you should be suspicious, right? I think about US Survivor and like they had the whole like beware advantage pop up yeah you should be concerned and and cautious about what what this is even in the excitement of finding something 
Right. But at least that told you, like it gave you instructions to either put it back or take it. And then once you opened it, it gave you more instructions. I just don't like this idea that it's maybe an advantage, maybe a disadvantage, maybe a fake advantage, but it looks like an idol because it has that green gem, which we know that's what the idols look like. Absolutely. And like, but there's no instructions here. I just like, obviously I'm biased, right? Simon's my favorite player out there. <laughs> but if he goes home thinking that's an idol and it's just like, what are you talking about? No, it's not. I just think that's really, that's cheap. Like, I don't, I don't like that kind of gameplay I'm, from, I'm, from Survivor in general, not from Simon. Well, he, so here, here's the deal, Alex. I want you to put it a different way. Uh, you go to tribal, like two tribes go to tribal council and they vote people out. And JLP goes, no, actually, those people are going to the other two tribes and you're taking someone with you, right? They did this right. in the first season of Australian Survivor. Yeah. There was no heads up about what, what was happening. Right. It was a significant twist in the game. Yes, but it didn't take Some, someone out. But something unusual happened. So my, my point is that anytime in Survivor, if something unusual, right, there is no note, right? Yes. You should be cautious. I just think it it's is. different when it looks like an idol. <laughs> And they were all expecting there to be an advantage in there. Right. That's what Which is just, why you should. I'm, I'm just saying you like should that's, be cautious. That's not unexpected to find that. I will defend this. It's unexpected right. that there's no note. Like, that's my point. I just think it's unfair that there's no note. So <laughs> uh, disagree to agree. All right. Take the blinders off. Take them off. Never. Never. <laughs> all right, Caleb. Outside of our disagreement about whether this is fair or not, we both want to know what it is. Uh, we're curious to know how it plays into the gameplay of both Simon and the villains camp for yeah. the foreseeable future, right? Absolutely. Like, uh, alternatively, like the other, like there is no note. Simon could like bluff that it's an idol to people. He could also bluff that it's something completely different. Right. Right. Like, oh no, this is a super idol. It's a nullifier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this gets me to the final three. He could he could have some fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, who else here at the Villains Camp has stood out to you, Caleb, uh, this week? I know a lot of them have not gotten confessionals this week. Shawnee <laughs> went three for three, zero confessionals. I think Liz Shawnee, also went zero. Where are you? Listen, if last week was the week of Shawnee, Sarah got this, zero. Yeah. Yeah. This was the week of Sean. Um, and we'll talk about Sean in a little bit. But yeah, my girl, Shawnee, where, what? I just, you know, we love seeing her. Uh, though I will note, if you like watch the edit like I do, she is showing up fairly often, uh, even without getting confessionals. Yeah. I mean, obviously, George stands out to me in the gameplay this week. To, I am a, continuously impressed on his ability to understand the social dynamics. Uh, yeah. Like, right, we have said that George isn't our favorite player. He's kind of annoying with confessionals. I didn't love the whole like getting baptized in the yeah. water after coming back. It just seems a little like eccentric to me, but he is clearly like understands that he is a shield for people, understands relationship, right? His read on Sarah in particular to, I, we left that, I left watching that episode thinking, how did George not go home? And I, I think in part it's Sarah's gameplay, but also it just shows like George's grasp of the game of survivor. It's just really impressive. Uh, some people love, I'm sure he's like, some people really love him. Some people really hate him, but you have to admit he is good at survivor. We'll see if he can win a final tribal council, but uh, <laughs> he is good at survivor. 
Yes. And I think what, what he's doing well is, um, I mean, a couple of things. One, it's, it's his level of self-awareness. He kind of understood the target he had on his back and is acknowledging that, right? We see him in terms of deliberation coming up to Shawnee and Simon, you know, throughout the past six episodes to say like, Hey, what are we guys doing? Uh, like, what are we doing? Uh, what are you guys doing? And so it's, it's interesting to see that gameplay when really he, we see his confessionals and he knows what he's doing, but he's, he's appearing more meek uh, in some of the strategic decisions that are being made, uh, at least from again, what we're seeing. Uh, The other piece that I've seen pointed out online is the amount of just small, subtle hints he's pointing out about Simon to his trials, like under his breath, right? It it started with when he came back, Oh, he's Simon's done a great job of unifying the tribe. This moment of, you know, the frustration at camp of George says he's going to help Simon, then he doesn't. And then he kind of very much plays a victim here of, well, Simon's yelling at me and I don't know why. Um, and, and really painting Simon in the bad light. Now, again, if I'm Simon, I'm pissed. It's like, hey, you said you were going to help me. What are you doing? Like, help me. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I think that was justified. At the same time, George is using that small moment where maybe he was in the wrong to really paint just a tiny little negative light right here and then right here and then right here um i don't love that <laughs> <laughs> we don't love but, it for Simon. yes it's it's, it's good it's, gameplay it George. is good gameplay and we see him really um subtly taking shots at him uh and, and i'm just really curious to see what that's doing to tribe dynamics and how that would play into both their games i think for simon's longevity in the game george needs to be out soon i don't think he will be uh yeah. because numbers are even smaller now absolutely alex what what do you think the counter to that is like we, we point out that george that like we see it even more with jerry right jerry comes in yep. simon tries to be the whole like hey welcome in george sees right through it and starts like chirping in jerry's ear immediately of like yeah simon yeah. calls all the shots like here's the dynamics i'll tell you the truth about what's going on yeah continue to throwing mud at simon's name both blatantly and subtly what is the counter to someone on a tribe that is doing this kind of gameplay? I I mean, from my perspective, if I'm a bystander, right? If I'm Jordan yeah. in that yeah. situation, I'm Fraser, Sarah, you know, who, whoever, not super tight with with George. It's it's maybe calling that out, or it's then taking that information and spreading that. Of have you guys noticed, like? George is constantly undercutting Simon when really like it's justified with what he's doing, like, and use the exact same tactic of these subtle, small things. Can you believe, you know, Simon's doing this to pull that on George and go, can you believe George keeps doing this? Like, I I, I don't think it's justified at all. I'd be furious if I was him. He wouldn't help like, and really like back up Simon to say like, Hey, he's not doing anything wrong here. George is the one trying to paint him wrong. This guy's dangerous. Like, look what he's doing. Uh, to people i think that's the argument it's going behind george's back i think george is a, a type of player he's he's squirrely uh and if you call him out he's <laughs> he's gonna have a rebuttal uh and and you don't want that so i i think it's it's fighting fire with fire and doing the exact same thing behind his back to point out what he's doing okay yeah yeah it, it's just impressive and i don't know where simon i mean the clash between simon and george is going to come to a head at some point yeah. if they have a tribe swap we'll see i'm actually starting to be convinced alex that there is not going to be a tribe swap i want there to be i i want there to be too i think it's best for simon's game i think it's best for Haley's game yes uh but i i don't i have 
I'm starting to suspect that there won't be. Yes. Well, and, and I think I, I can't remember exactly who I was listening. I think it was the nullified take on uh, YouTube. And so I want to give credit where it's due. Uh, but I, I think, I think that's where it was mentioned that what if there is a three tribe twist, like in US wow. Survivor, going you know, from I two love to three. three. I, you know, oh, for I sure. Love that. Well, I and, love three like, to two more, but you know. And, and we haven't seen that in, in Australian Survivor, right? To go from two to three before. And I do think it's a really interesting tactic. And I think that is one thing that the villains need right now because they're so. I mean, they're just outnumbered. And yeah. so if it's a, a tribe swap making them even, there's a great chance villains are in the minority numbers for all of them. And you don't want to be in the minority against the heroes who, other than Sean, Haley, maybe a little bit of Sam, Sam they're all just sticking Haley. together. <laughs> right. They're all just sticking together. Right. So uh, you, you don't want to be in the minority numbers with the heroes. Uh, so if it's a three tribe swap, that gives you a little bit more chance to, you know, hey, maybe we're going to get four people on a tribe of six and, and make it happen. Yeah, which I, the other person I will point out to, want to acknowledge from the villains tribe, which he was also a hero up until last yeah. episode. Yep, uh, is I was actually really impressed with Jerry's self reflection on what had happened. He could have easily come in and said, "Yeah, I'm going to be hero strong." Uh, and maybe he is still kind of doing that. That's his main goal. But he is taking the perspective of, okay, Paige volunteered to go and they still didn't send her. Mm -hmm. They value Paige more than me. And if they value Paige more than we, why should I value those relationships? Yeah. And so I'm playing for myself. So it just shows to me that he has some of those strategic social chops that maybe we don't always give the older players credit. Mm -hmm. that they can do that they have those abilities and, and can bring that to the game and so i'm honestly like i watched that episode and was like maybe i'm a jerry fan now yeah uh, so i'm like i am rooting for him yep. and want him to do well and so and i think both like he might be safe because i think simon and george see jerry as a number well so here's the thing though according to the twist jerry goes back Right, at the beginning right. of the I, episode, right? I, I, I meant for like the next, like, I don't think he, yeah. I, they go to tribal again. Yeah. He's safe. Yeah. I would love for it to be like, you know, hey, we we show up at the reward challenge. Hey, as the twist, you villains, you didn't know this. Jerry is supposed to go back to the heroes, but let's have some fun. Jerry, where do you want to go? Yeah, I, I, I would, <laughs> I would love, love that. that as well. Yeah, because I think it'd be really fun for him to say, I'll stick with the villains. And just see the heroes go, what? What? <laughs> you know, I, I just think it'd be really fun. Which that um, dangerous. Yeah, I guess he has to stick with the villains because if he goes back, right, you burn the bridges with the heroes, but they already burned you. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Screw them. So, uh, I, I love just the last thing you mentioned, Shawnee. I didn't get a chance to say it earlier. The, uh, just the conversation of like, oh, JLP, like, is there some olive oil, uh, you know, with this bread? Is it this kind? Like, and then, you know, uh, I, I saw uh, something on Instagram, you know, they, they had a picture of Sam with his like piece of white bread and she just commented. <laughs> and I was like, see, I told you, <laughs> I only eat the nice things. I didn't want that. <laughs> so just super funny. Um, I, I feel like this cast, they, for the, I mean, a couple in some negative lights, but uh, or just wanting some negative lights, but for the most part, they are really having fun on social media together. Uh, and and yeah. the Australian Survivor memes page is awesome. The ten play page and Australian Survivor page official page has been 
having memes on there too. And so it's just kind of fun to see all of them respond to that. And um, I think like Sean's wife has been like talking trash to Simon and stuff like that on there. <laughs> so uh, it's just fun to see, um, you know, that, that whole cast. So let's move on to the heroes camp. Caleb, we got a lot more screen time from two of our heroes. Yep. Who's standing out to you? Well, I mean, he already was standing out. Who stands <laughs> ahead above the rest on the heroes? <laughs> no, I like honestly, like, I'm like I just what I just said about Jerry in terms of hey, he surprised me with some of his social chops. Sean surprised me with some of his survivor social chops to be able to like change his game, right? That's one of the things we love about returners seasons is watching them change their game based off of their previous experiences. Uh I like I, round of applause for Sean mm-hmm. for finding that idol mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. not telling. I think he was it could have been very easy based off of I think in his previous season he would have gone to Sam to David and said, Hey, I found it, guys. Let, let, yep. Let's do this. And instead it's like, oh, I found this. Am I a villain? This is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh do I feel bad? No. And and watching that like moment with him just kind of shows like his evolution of his game. Um, I still think at the end of the day, he's going to be a loyal player, but he is willing to get his hands a little dirty. Maybe he has learned a little bit from the golden God watching him play. You said Uh, it, maybe, maybe he learned a little bit from Mark uh, from the previous season, watching a, a bigger player, bigger kind of physical threat come in um, and, and play the game a little bit of a different way. So, he is well connected. He has an understanding of his tribe. He is like conversely to Simon. Seems to be leading his tribe, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have a George like chirping in everyone's ear going, yes. look, look at Sean. He's the leader. Look at him. Right. So right. Yeah. He he's playing it well. Uh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think, you know, Sean maybe more than anyone else out here has been, I mean, <laughs> Simon too, but has been burned by an idol in the yeah. sense that he gave an idol away and got a rock in return in his season. <laughs> no, no, no. He got a skull. Oh, he got a he got a yes, a fake. Uh <laughs> it was hey, it was a good fake it was, community. It was the birth of the golden god, like the nickname. <laughs> so, you know, it is a piece of history. So he should be grateful for the gifts oh, that he receives. You know, if we if we ever get to talk to Sean, you, you ask him that. Are you I will absolutely hey David's why title? didn't you think David instead of calling the slime ball? <laughs> what the hell, man? Uh no. Uh I am see my fear of talking to Sean is uh I, I won't not be able to bring up the golden God and I shouldn't, but we all know me at this point. <laughs> so we'll see, but yeah, he's, he's playing it great. He is the player, maybe more than anyone else I've seen who has changed their game the most between the last season they played and this season. Yeah. Uh, I do think some are changing it, but maybe not. We're not seeing that story unfold as much in confessionals as we are from Sean. And I think that's significant to see. Um, I want a hero who is willing to play like a villain. I don't want a hero who just wants to stay loyal to the heroes. And again, this is why you are a villain that everyone thinks is a hero. So I'm Sean. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'll take that. Sean, if Sean can cut so- someone that's not Haley, then I'll call him that. Like, 
<laughs> I would never cut someone. Oh, uh, lies. Hey, I mean, I'm in good hands. If I would be on a, a hero's tribe, but I'm actually a villain, I would be in good company because I would put Haley in that category as well, who also had a great week this week. She broke the winner's curse by surviving the tribal council. Now we could credit Rogue to that moment. Uh, <laughs> but that is discrediting Haley and her, her strategic ability because Haley was not even on the chopping block. Her name was being thrown out a lot, but she was not the one getting votes at that point. Yeah. It was always going to be Rogue and Jerry, despite what Rogue said at Tribal Council. So Haley, she didn't get miraculously saved by Rogue wanting to leave the game. Yeah, she she fought and and she worked her way in. Now, what I think helped Haley was not going to Tribal Council for the first nine days. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, if yeah. they lost first, just like George, if he was at that first Tribal Council, I think there's a great chance he goes home first. Uh, if Haley, the heroes are at that first tribal council, day two, day three, uh, I, I think it's that winner's curse is still intact. Yeah, which like this is the, not to talk about U.S. Survivor, but this is the issue with the 26 days on U.S. Survivor, yeah. is that a, a week and a half of time spent with people can drastically change a, a, the first vote or the first couple of votes. Because like as you kind of said, yeah, if they go first, Haley is probably the boot there. Yep. Um. May, maybe if they, you know, go second, Rogue has rubbed enough people the wrong way that it's still Rogue going home. Yeah. Um. I also know, like, to thinking about that vote with Rogue, you know, I know she kind of said in her like exit, uh, last words that, you know, she pulled off a blind side, and and I, I think she thinks that it wasn't going to be her, but it, like, <laughs> based off that the vote was still split the way that they had planned yeah. on it being split, like, yeah. That vote was going to be rogue. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm so happy Nina was able to speak yes. up at that tribal council too. Now, it was great for her game. Exactly what she said. It was perfect. As a viewer who watched what Rogue said to Nina a couple, you know, episodes ago, I wanted her to go in hard against Rogue, but she didn't. Yeah. She kept it in control. But uh, really appreciate Nina uh, and that opportunity. She was able to say like, "Hey, I'm I've been quiet too long. Like, stop." This, this is what I've seen. So uh, absolutely love that. Um, Caleb, I have three questions for us. And uh, the first oh. two all have to do with the heroes. So okay. well, they, they do, you, do you have any other thoughts on, on No, I, I was just going to say um, the like whole I, Ben's game, I think is interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. You talked about people sta standing out. I feel like Ben is going to be somebody that is going to be a, a key swing vote at some point. Um, he's trying to like build these bonds of people. There is the meat platter alliance, as Ben liked to like pointed out. Uh, I think in week one, mm -hmm. and I think he's kind of wary of what's going on in his place in the tribe. I think like there was that whole moment where like people were like, "Why is he making a fake idol?" I like yeah. the idea in concept, but maybe not. Yeah, I I like the idea in concept. It was it. Yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and too, with the, these heroes, there, there's, it seems to be a large group of strategic players who are choosing to not be strategic right now. And I think there's a difference between kind of floaters and just going along with a group. I think there are a couple of those on the heroes tribe from what we've seen, but I think people like Nina flick, um, even maybe David on there, 
Um, but especially Nina and Flick kind of in this middle group, they know what they need to do. They're acknowledging, yeah, we got to take Haley out, but also acknowledge she's a, she's a big threat, which is helpful for their game. I, I don't think they're just going to float to the end and be a zero vote finalist. Like I, I think they're willing to make moves and they're choosing not to right now. Now, again, that contrasts with, I think a few other people on the heroes camp have no intention to make big moves at the moment, which yeah. isn't a bad thing. It does get you far. And if they change their game, that can be really great. Uh, we, we often say, uh, no, I remember it now. The three, the three person tr- tribe split that was from talking tribal with mm-hmm. Khan, Brooke, and Shannon. So my apologies there, but they brought up that uh, a lot of times in Australian Survivor being so long, I think it's 47 days a season. What you do pre-merge really has no impact on yeah. the final tribal council. Yeah. So people sitting back, hey, like save your energy. <laughs> yeah. Which I I hope. Yeah, you mentioned that like you think Flick is being strategic. Unfortunately, from her first game, I, I we didn't see Flick be strategic. Like whether she was, like, she could have been on the like when they were out in the outback, being strategic, making moves. We just not did not see that very much. That was not a part of the story that was told about Flick. So I'm hopeful that she takes a page out of Sean's book at this point, and that is playing differently than she did the first time because i would disagree with you is that we didn't really see what nina was was doing because she got medevaced but i i don't trust flick to be sitting back hmm. and making it a strategic move now, now that's not to say that she won't i just i'm interested to see if her gameplay changes in the yes. way that sean's gameplay has yeah because she really she hasn't had the opportunity to demonstrate that change. Absolutely. Like she's targeted Haley in confessionals, which like Haley is the low hanging fruit. I'm so, going to tell her you said that. that she, she is in this season. I think she would agree. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk to her next, right? No, Haley's going. I'm just all kidding. the we, way. We, we don't know spoilers. Her, I her and Shawnee are final two. I believe it. In your dreams. How awesome would that That would be, be? incredible. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome. Uh, I, I I would enjoy that quite a bit. Now, Caleb, my question, my first question for you now, we see Haley, your quote unquote queen, as you yep. call her often. Yep. Mm-hmm. She works with Sean to throw a challenge here yeah. uh, to see what the heroes are made of. Uh, now, this had big implications to backfire on Haley if the yep. votes went a different way. But again, the tribe went rogue. So, uh, would you ever i'm gonna just beat that drum as much as i can uh would you ever throw a challenge caleb and when is it appropriate to throw a challenge i mean personally i I, my my general philosophy philosophy is to never throw a challenge like it's it's never appropriate the harm the ultimate risk is, is too great right you give the other tribe momentum which we saw that happen, right? They they won two back to back back to back community challenges, so I, I don't love it. Regardless of who it was, I will say in this situation, because of who the target to get out was, I, I think like we saw a tiny bit of that final tribal council and the moment we are not the final tribal council, but the tribal council, mm-hmm. the moment when Rogue says, "You know what? Actually, I want people to be voted off." reading between the lines that was a very intense tribal council yes uh where it was clear that the entire tribe was against rogue 
And she realized it. And that's why she said it. And so I give Haley a, a tiny, the tiniest bit of a pass on wanting to throw the challenge. But in general, I just think it's a, it's a poor idea. Um, but I understand the rationale, especially if you think the tribe swap is coming and you just yeah. can't. It it seems like Rogue was just, it was incapable of working with her. Yes. Yeah. I, I think in that situation, it made sense. Everyone was unified. And even we see the morning after, everyone on that tribe is like, hey, I feel so much better. Yeah. Like this, this is just a better environment for all of us making us stronger. Um, now, I, I think it, from my perspective, I, I never want to be the one to initiate throwing that tribe or throwing that challenge but i do think it hits a point and the heroes were getting there uh if we go on a run straight to the merge this is not going to be good for us because at some point you need to know what your lines are and and who the strategic hear me out who the strategic threats are because we've seen a lot i mean i'm thinking season 25 the philippines there is a tribe that goes all the way to the merge and who's the first boot? Someone from that tribe. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. People from that tribe immediately. I think of Edge of Extinction. There's a tribe that goes all the way. Boom, boom, boom. They're taken out immediately. I think of season 41. Uh, the tribe goes all the way. Who's the merge boot? Boom. Uh, someone from that tribe. I think having to go to tribal council a couple times pre-merge is going to be helpful to solidify your alliance and just to get comfortable with how to work tribal to your advantage. You got to work JLP to your advantage. You have to be able to say the right things without giving things away, especially if you're a new player. I mean, you're, you're coming in with vets at that point, even if it's an all newbie season, if you never go to tribal and they go to five or six. So yeah. I think I think it does hit a tipping point of this may be worth it. And given the rogue situation, I think it's 100% worth it. I don't think Haley should have initiated it because that demonstrates that you are comfortable and you never want to be comfortable. Yeah. The, uh, I also say, like, I agree with you that going to tribal helps you kind of get some information, draws lines in the sands. The unfortunate thing for the heroes tribe is that no lines in the sands have been drawn yeah. because like, cause the road yeah. vote was a clear, obvious <laughs> vote. And the other person they voted out was the like split vote. So th- there, yeah. there have been no lines in the sand drawn. Uh, so I think it's dangerous for them. And I will also add for the returners, I think it's not a good thing for them to go to tribal council only because like they know how to play tribal council. The new, like what you kind of just said, the newbies don't, yeah. I want to go in with, like, I have that experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, valid, valid, especially given this season. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, luckily Sean and Haley, they made it right. And Haley definitely threw it. <laughs> oh yeah. 100%. <laughs> she could have been out there for hours. We, we know. <laughs> uh, now, my other question for you, Caleb, man, we, we talked a little bit about this tribal council with Jerry. Really like Jerry's approach to it. Again, we, we brainstormed some ideas of ways they could have done it differently. You even brought up, um, when we were talking about Simon's quote-unquote advantage, uh, again, that we don't know, season one of, hey, you're voting one person out each. Now you two flip, bring someone else with you, something like that. Do, do you like this non-elimination, um, what, what it was, right? It, and for full transparency, I wanted it to be that season one advantage where great, Jerry, you got the most amount of votes. Take one or two people with you and let's even flip and give more numbers to the villains and let them sit some people out to try to balance this tribe out. I would have loved that. I, I I think it would have been more fun, even if it was just, hey, you're a permanent villain now, I think would have been more fun. 
But Caleb, what do you think about this uh, elimination? And was Jerry the right person here? Yeah, I mean, I part of me feels like it's a result of the medevac that they they would not have done it in this way. Uh, like they didn't really have the fact that they, he is coming back or has the potential to come back. Like this is was a hey, we need another non-elimination, and if he ends up getting voted out, uh, then we'll. we'll adjust going forward but we, we need another kind of like addition early in the season that that's complete speculation i, I don't think i mind it as much as you do um I, I think it's interesting what i've loved about australian survivor is their ability to not do many things twice hmm. so right doing the take a person with you would, would have been different because it's not two tribes uh they could have done the season two thing where you vote one person out, now go vote the next person out. I, I would have rather have seen that and those two go to the other tribe and that yeah. balances out the tribes. Um, and maybe it is permanent or maybe it's, hey, one of you will end up coming back uh, and you don't know who it is or like y'all will duke it out or the heroes get to select or the villains get to select who they keep and who they send away. And so I don't mind it as much. I think it's fine. Did they send the right person? I think for the heroes, yes, they sent the right person. I think it would have been honestly stupid to send Paige. Yeah. I know that she wanted to, you know, honestly, Paige, I'm sorry. Like, I can't wait to see your 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 chops. But you know what it would have been? It would have been uh, Henry yeah. From, oh, yeah. from season two, right? I'm yeah. volunteering to go. I'm volunteering to put myself in a vulnerable position. Paige, yeah. that's not good for your game. I know that, like, yeah. you want them to come back. But you got to send somebody that is ultimately expendable and that's yeah. that's the risk yeah well and to the the heroes like you mentioned earlier which was insightful that really they've gone to tribal twice now and they still haven't drawn any lines because it seems like a group of eight right now yeah. that group of eight needs to win and, and so to take out your oldest player who's injured and give them to the group that has fewer people than you where he has to play every competition yeah um that's just then smart at that point. Yeah. Um, I was I was interested to see if the heroes would have tried to throw the challenge again to get yeah. Jerry back. Um, but I think he was already on the outs. He was that split both rogue. He's injured. I think that's just like, eh, we'll, we'll, we'll throw him to the wolves, right? Yeah. Uh, I think if it was Paige, a couple of them may have argued, hey, let's throw it and let's take out Jerry yeah. and then get Paige back. Uh, that's that's what I thought they may have chosen to do, um, but they're they're heroes, right? They don't do that. All right, Caleb. Last question for you before we move into Outwood Outplay at last. We see a teaser of the war has started. It's the biggest tribal council in Australian Survivor history, and there's been some huge tribal councils in Australian Survivor history. I can name a handful that are my favorite. But what do you think, man? Like. Okay, first of all, let's let's place our bets here. Who do, who do you think's even going to tribal council? Oh man, I mean, honestly, it it may be uh, like absolutely nothing. <laughs> like it's it's just going to be uh, them raking the coals uh, over the fire to kind of just make it exciting. Uh, yeah. But honestly, I mean, I think. In terms of who is most likely to be the war, I think it is George versus Simon yeah. is the most likely scenario, but I do not expect either one of them to go home. Like yeah. I think we will have a casualty from whether it's Shawnee, yeah. whether it's Jordy, um, 
whether it's Liz, that is going to be a casualty of that war. Yeah. Um, the other, the other war I could see is a, against Haley, yeah. right? So that Sean the, versus the, Haley. Well, I, I would say just like the Heroes Tribe versus Haley uh, in mm. general. Sean, I, I, the way I see Sean playing right now, like Sean's going to go along with it, like as a, hey, this is what this is good for me, but I'm not going to be. I'm going to keep my options open. Like, so if Haley came to Sean and said, Hey, I'm a shield for you. I feel like the vote's coming on me. Do you want to make a move? Sean might go, okay. Uh, so I, I, I'd see it's like more likely to be like Sam versus Haley than hmm. Sean versus Haley, but yeah. I could be completely wrong. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah. I think, I think the villains it's set up to be a big tribal council uh, because you yeah. assuming Jerry goes back to the heroes, which is what we will assume it happens. But you have Simon leading Simon, Jordy, uh, Fraser, and Stevie. That's a group of four. And then you have George leading George, Shawnee, and Liz, a group of three. And mm-hmm. so four versus three, you're a group of four. You can't split your votes with an idol, right? Yeah. Uh, and so you've got to load them all up on somebody. So it's, it's a close bet. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of potential Fraser or Jordy flipping on that. And the fact that George, the person with a group of three, has a real idol and we don't know what Simon has, but he believes it's a real idol. Let's say Simon throws an idol out there just to try to, you know, cover his bases. George then throws an idol out there. I mean, we could be, we don't know what's going to happen. So I do agree with you. I think the way the teaser is, I don't know if either one of them would be the ones going home at this mm-hmm. point. I thought Jordy or Shawnee would, would yeah. be the ones. And Jordy kind of playing that middle. Um, George and Shawnee, especially Shawnee, She's sneaky, right? And so that's that's a move that she would take. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's that's smart, especially because her and Liz now believe Simon has some sort of advantage. So uh, yeah. it, it, there's a lot of <laughs> just factors going into the villains where the heroes, the factors are Sean has an idol no one knows about and Haley's a winner and that's it. So I, I think if we're looking at a war, it's going to be the villains and it's mm-hmm. been brewing for episodes now. Uh, terrifies me as a viewer but i'm excited for it <laughs> the last thing i'll say this makes me bring up like a, a thought that i had you know how you were so upset about simon's like disc that he has and like it doesn't have a note sure. i'm going to laugh when it's like something super powerful like he gets to steal an idol that is played oh, or something like that you're gonna be like this was great what a great oh yeah element of survivor it's not like what i said was recorded <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move into the outwit, outplay, outlast <laughs> groups, uh, players, moments of the week. We've got outplay. I I always forget what these are. Outplay is the social strategy. Out, oh, damn it. Uh, outwit is the social strategy. Outplay <laughs> is the advantages and comp or challenges. We're losing it tonight, man. Uh, and then outlast is whatever we want it to be. Who made the best? moves for the, their game this week uh you're still laughing so i'm gonna go first with my outwit player well for, for context for any new listeners out there alex can never get outwit and outplay correctly and how we define it for these awards we define it differently <laughs> all right so my outwit is going for Haley. the fact that she broke the winner's curse the fact that she uh is is not a target for these two tribal councils um i i think there's a world where Haley's a sacrificial lamb to go over to the villains I think that would have been great 
on television to see Haley and George back together. I think Haley and Simon could work well together. I think Haley and Shawnee could work well together. And so I think it would be fun to see who she would choose to work with uh, there. So, but she wasn't even a target. She was able to build a close relationship with Sean uh, and it's still close with all the women on the tribe. So um, huge, huge for her. She's my outwit player. Yeah. Uh, my outwit player is George. Uh, mm. I, I kind of mentioned it earlier that he is playing a good social game. It, we, you mentioned it like he's whispering into people's ears, kind of painting this picture of Simon, whether it's true or not, right? It, it could be that Simon is bossing people around. It could be that uh, he is overly like aggressive and in, in how he's asking of people. Uh, it could be that George also is being conniving and like intentionally not uh, helping when after Simon asked him to help. It could be that none of those things are true and George is still painting it to make perception reality mm -hmm. so that he Simon can be his target Eventually, I, I am interested interested to see those two actually go head to head in a tribal. We'll see what happens. Uh, the other like kind of thing that puts George as my outwit player of the week is the reading of Sarah and hmm. understanding that hey, Sarah is not on our side, so we need to get her gone. Um, she's not with me; she's working against me, and some way, shape, and form convinced the other you know three that that was also what was best for their game it you know that could have been all three of george shawnee liz you know going to simon and jordy and saying hey i think she's trying to play all the sides we can't trust her yeah who, who knows so that's not just necessarily george but george has been highlighted as the social player of the season so far honestly for me yeah, yeah. so and that's job, the difference george. between you and i i by <laughs> principle i can't choose him <laughs> All right, outplay for me, it's going to the villains camp. Uh, last week, you chose the heroes as the outplay players. It's going to the villains this week. I mean, they were on par to lose almost every challenge, right? We knew that preseason. That <laughs> we, we talked about that extensively, right? Um, and so by way of Haley, I think that, I mean, they still did well. Like, I mean, I mean they, they were still way, way up in that challenge of hanging over the water. Uh, even if Haley didn't throw it. But for them, getting to win those two immunity challenge, I think set them up well. And I think it gives them a fighting chance if there's a uh, swap or even for the upcoming merge. Yeah, absolutely. My outplay goes to Sean. Um, he's always a challenge beast to begin with. But the mere fact that he has an idol that no one knows about, if you've listening, been listening to us for any time whatsoever, you know that that is my biggest pet peeve is when you have an advantage or an idol and you tell and you tell someone when you're not ready to play it, right? Yeah. I understand the strategy of gaining trust, but the risk is not worth the reward. Sean, keep that idol to yourself uh, until you are ready to play it and use it uh, and use it effectively. Way to go, Sean. All I want him to do is hand off a fake idol to George. That's all I want. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, you know what's going to happen? It's, it's in, he's going to pass off a fake idol to Simon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said George intentionally, but the, we all know what The survivor gods <laughs> are going to make that happen. And we're and I don't want that to happen for Simon, to be clear. But you want it to happen because of me. <laughs> I, I, would I get some joy out of watching you just internally crumble inside? Yes, I would. Yeah. Especially because they're both on Team Alex. 
Uh, obviously, obviously, yes. Uh, all right. Well, okay. Outlast for me, segue straight into that. It's Sean. Um, I yeah. think with his idol, he's in a great spot. I think he's making strategic moves. He's telling, he's narrating what's going on at the, the hero's camp. He's telling his story. He's identifying the ways he's changed his game and planning to change his game. You've said it earlier. He reminds me a lot of Mark last season at this point in the season. And I'm, I'm excited to see where Sean goes. Obviously, he's going to make it at least to the merge or right before the merge. That's yeah. that's a guarantee. But uh, I, I think he's going to go deeper than that. And, and I'm excited to see it. You know, last last time he played, he was taken out as the merge boot. And we'll see what happens this year. I think if we can see Sean get to the end of the game, it's going to be a fun end game because he's willing to play. Um, so uh, I, I can't wait to see that. I think he's positioned well. And uh, he, he's he's got a little little bit of the golden goddess rubbed off on him, I think. So okay. uh, I'm all about okay. it. <laughs> uh, my outlast may seem a little unconventional. Oh, uh, but I, you know, we define Outlast as who helped their game the most this week. Uh, and mine is Haley. Uh, and the reason I say it's unconventional is because I think she's definitely still on the chopping block, but she did survive her first tribal council. And what's interesting about the Jerry vote before that time, we got a couple of uh, confessionals from Haley. And I believe maybe some mentioned, I can't remember if it was Sharni or the other, I thought there's another girl on the Heroes tribe that we haven't really seen yet. Page. Nina, maybe, quick. Maybe it, maybe it was trying. Anyways, there was a conversation about how seeing Jerry as part of their numbers. Yeah. Uh, and so what I think is interesting about that is that if Jerry stays in the game, Haley has a potential number to bring over. And if Jerry's like, "Well, you voted me out," she just goes, "That's what the boys wanted to do." Yeah. That's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, and right. And so. She has set herself up to have some options, comma tribe swap. I've always I've said it last week. If she gets swapped to the villains tribe or, or whatever, like that's going to help her game more than yeah. hurt her game. So I, I she has survived long enough to position herself to be able to make a move. I don't know that she's making the merge or that she is uh you know going to win it. But I like what she did this week. I'm interested to see how we continue to see her social relationships propel her in the game yeah yeah and it's fun to see this week too you know we didn't see a ton of Haley week one again just villains went to tribal council all three episodes but to really get a up close reminder of why Haley won her original season and you kind of watch her play it's like oh you're good at this uh you're you're schooling the people around you so uh always fun to see absolutely all right so we're wrapping up this episode week two is in the books um check us out on all the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to it, uh, subscribe. You get a push notification every time we release an episode. Uh, again, we're also doing exit interviews with all the players. So we have those up on YouTube. Uh, we also put them on our podcast channels as well. So check those out. Uh, one thing I'm looking forward to sometime in the next week or two is us getting our snuff hats. So Go follow Snuffed uh, Hats, follow Simon. Uh, we are pumped to get those hats in. As of right now, they are waiting in Queensland to for international departure. So we're we're getting them soon. Uh, we can't wait to wear them, show them off uh, down here or over here in the States, I guess. So uh, super excited for that. Go check them out. Pre-order yours. Uh, not a sponsor, but hey. Yeah, just so we're clear, not, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor whatsoever. Uh, we just like Simon. So. If you want. We're open to it. We're open to it, man. All right. Uh, that, that's all we got for tonight. Uh, we will 
be back with you for a few exit interviews next week and then episode recap with potentially a fun guest. So uh, we look forward to it and we will speak llama to you then. <laughs> <laughs>